This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually, it's so much more than that. It's all around us. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, This week, it's been a really exciting week and I think there's a lot more excitement to come as well. Uh, Over the weekend, we had the opening of the BCB Festival. That's the British Ceramic Biennial. It's happening all across the city but I think it's fair to say one of the main focuses is certainly at the former Spode factory and that's where I have been this week for the podcast. Initially I I wasn't going to do BCB this week for the podcast. I was going to mention it obviously uh, but I was hoping to do uh, something else and I have done that but I was at Spode to do another interview, one that you'll hear later on this year. Um, I hopefully in a few weeks time um, from one of the artists Belinda Latimer she is based at Spode and I just thought well I'm here why not have a look around BCB because last time I was at Spode you'll remember it was the beginning of August I was making my clay book for Keith Harrison's uh, installation of the Knowledge is Power all those hundreds of books from the Six Towns collection that he is firing across the course of BCB my book is one of those and also you remember I was in a big empty space just off the China Hall of Spode uh, with an artist called Neil Brownsword luckily out of nowhere bumped in to Neil while I was having a bit of a nosy around actually if I'm being honest I was eyeing up um, the, the food that uh, Beart's are putting on as the uh, as in the cafe bit and uh, I spotted Neil we said hello and I asked Neil if he would show me around his no longer blank Last time I was in the former Spode building was a few weeks ago and I was with Neil Brownsword and we were looking at a big empty room, weren't we Neil? We sure were. (laughs) It's not empty anymore, are you going to show me around now? Yeah, yeah, I'll take you around. So we're walking in now and uh, there's lots of stuff going on, I can see a a big difference. Uh, What are we looking at now? Uh, Well this project is called uh, Place and Practices, so it's looking at... um, indigenous knowledge related to ceramics so it's an exchange between the UK and Korea Um, I I was working in Korea in April for six weeks on a project called Factory uh, where I was looking at notions of intangible cultural heritage and intangible cultural heritage is this system um, which is supported by UNESCO and in many countries and the UK is one of the few countries which doesn't support it and in particular kind of looking at craft knowledge um, and Stoke-on-Trent has so much craft knowledge and it's always been marginalized craft knowledge because it was industrial you know people just saw that as work it wasn't kind of romanticized about as the crafts the rural crafts and my project really has been to flag up an awareness about the loss of this knowledge as technology moves in and production gets faster 
um, you know, over the last 30 years, Stoke-on-Trent has gone through this process of deindustrialization, and these people are kind of left not practicing that knowledge anymore. So it's been, I, I found it a kind of moral duty, really, to kind of put people back on the map and give them a sense of value and highlight this um, the stuff which is rapidly disappearing. Um, so yeah, we have a, a live factory. Uh, quite poignant, really, because this part of the building of Spode is, is going to be demolished soon. So this will be the last bit of production in this factory in a post-industrial setting. Um, so I've hired people like Rita Floyd, who worked at Adderley Floral for over 45 years in different factories. Um, and people are making and uh, doing things following my instruction. Um, so I basically just interfere and disrupt the skill to kind of make the thing a bit more poignant, really. Uh, so Rita's making flowers, and you see this wonderful action of the hands moving, making us beautiful things, and then she's just instructed to throw it away, so it's discarded. So it's a simple metaphor for value, really. It was important that I kind of brought a sense of work back to this site, really, as a kind of metaphor, as a symbol, so, you know, people shouldn't forget. Obviously, it was a big empty space last time we came in. Uh, slabs of clay around, and uh, there is actually um, uh, something in the middle, isn't there? Yeah, this is uh, a piece of work by an artist called Jory Kim, who I've worked with Jory in, uh, in Taiwan in 2014, and then I brought her over to Stoke in an exhibition at Airspace. And I uh, got funding to bring her here for six weeks to work on this project. Um, and I took her, showed her around Stoke. Uh, I showed her all its one wonderful industrial heritage, and um, she was bowled over by it. You know the kind of history of this place, and uh, the architectural uh, infrastructure of industry. And there's a factory at the back of Hanley called J H Weatherby and Sons, and I. Um, did some research there when it closed. I met the owners, John and Chris Weatherby. It was a family-run business for over 120 years, I think. Um, and the factory now has fallen into dis disuse. It's collapsed. It's kind of uh, got no roof on. And and Jory was really taken by this building, and she's made a scale replica, even counted the bricks in the building. Wow. And... Uh, there's nearly four, five weeks' work there, and it's in raw clay, and this piece is in a tank, and uh, last night she introduced water to the tank, and the piece will slowly collapse over time as a kind of powerful kind of uh, symbol, really. I don't think things like that would get like that in London. <laughs> We'd be kind of, uh, you know, posh flats somewhere. Um, so that's a piece here. Uh, we've also got a another uh, artist called U An Jong who's uh, a Korean Ongi potter well, I met him at, while I was working in Korea he's got this magic touch with clay and he, he turned out he's used three tons of clay in five days and built these structures uh, and he's gonna try and aim to build them in the in the um, you know to the height of the ceiling so uh, yeah he's, he's actually in the space now so <laughs> but he's great, a great energy and uh, again just a, 
how different traditions collide and you know we've got the traditions of Stoke-on-Trent traditions of Korea which go back hundreds and hundreds of years and bring in th- you know the whole premise of ceramics has been on exchange and global global knowledge I mean Stoke-on-Trent was founded on you know stealing ideas from the Chinese and copying porcelain and then we have our industry and now you know we things are going back to the far east and you know it's kind of cyclical you know but what happens in that mix is quite interesting you know the kind of um, the exchange of ideas technologies forms and something happens and so that was the whole point really was trying to get something where we could kind of work together and see what happened talking about the the knowledge that has been in this city for, for hundreds of years how important is it to you that whilst things do change and move on we keep hold of those skills that knowledge yeah i think it's uh, really important um, um you know we we have to embrace technology and change but i think we don't forget about knowledge of the past it's a kind of unique selling point of this place the mistake which larger companies have done is sold out and shift things overseas you know which has meant people like tony Paul Holdway, incredibly skilled, clever people, you know. This knowledge is, you know, a form of intelligence which isn't recognised. Um, so that, where does that go? Where does that knowledge go? Yeah, it's too expensive to do copper plate engraving these days, but you don't let it die out, do you? You kind of, you, you look after that knowledge base. There's a handful of en- engravers now who can do that. And the level of skill that guy has got is just phenomenal. You know, he's, he is a living treasure. Well, we all are. These people are. And that's what I'm trying to flag up is this notion of kind of uh, look after these people. You know, they know so much and they've never been really recognised or valued for what they've done. And so I'm in this weird situ- situation where I'm kind of like a post-industrial factory manager. <laughs> Tony Challoner, a ceramic artist, uh, worked at Spode. Uh, for about 10 years altogether. Uh, I ended my career here. So, yep. What's it like coming back here today? It's um, it's very interesting. I enjoy coming back because I also demonstrate in the museum. And it also brings back a lot of memories and good memories at that, yes. So it's nice to see the place being used and not bulldozed down. And it's nice to see what other artists do, uh, along with the trainees that are coming from college, that kind of thing. When you worked here, what were you doing? I was a ceramic artist. I worked in R&D, research and development. And uh, what we do up there is do the prototypes uh, to pass down to uh, the shop floor, if you like. That was my main job and obviously do what the boss wanted. (laughs) Do you feel like there is a loss of skills now in Stoke-on-Trent? I feel that the uh, skill base is is losing people very fast. I mean, I'm 75 now. Um, I won't say I'm the best, I won't say I'm the last, but there isn't many of us left. And if someone wants to start uh, another factory, uh, they're going to have a struggle to find people to train those uh, people that want a job. And also, um, you've got to remember that this area is a, a really low-paid area, and uh, are better are people better going somewhere that uh, it pays better? So we've got to keep competitive. I know that, 
but I, I, I do wish anybody that wants to start a factory the best of luck, the really best of luck. Uh, if we can start getting back stuff back from abroad that was outsourced, that'll be another bonus too. Because we still have got the skill factor, but it's it's this uh, shallow or shanty attitude, you know, and, and it needs a lot of persuasion. So no, I hope it does come back. Hello, my name's Keith Brimer-Jones, and I'm a judge on the Pottery Throwdown. And what are you doing at Spode today? Well, basically, I'm just demonstrating uh, throwing to, to, to people coming along and just extolling the virtues of clay, really. It's fantastic. I mean, it's a wonderful event. Um, the, uh, the whole, the whole, the whole site is incredible. Um, even, even just the aesthetics of the site, let alone the things that are in it. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a, a wonderful example of of all the different spectrums of clay. Brilliant. Have you had a chance to have a, a good look around yet? I haven't. No, no, not yet, really. You know, I've been on the wheel throwing and and just uh, just talking to loads of people, really. So I haven't had uh, I haven't had much chance. But no, I, I will do. I'll, I'll have a look around. There's some amazing South Korean uh, potters here. There's some great European ceramics, and of course, there's some great uh, local talent as well. Fantastic. What reaction are you, are you getting from people who are coming to see you? Oh, uh, really, really positive. Very, very affirmative stuff. Um, and I think, obviously, the, the, the programme has really, really helped to, to highlight, you know, craft in general, not just ceramics, but obviously being in the heart of the potteries here. Um, it's, uh, it's been really, really positive, pot of positive feedback. Really amazing. Yeah, great. You've been busy making. Uh, what, what have you been up to then? Well, just, 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 just actually showing people what, what shapes I had to throw when I was training really and, uh, and and just going through the potted history pardon the pun huh. <laughs> a potted history of all the shapes that I've had to throw over the years and and you know being a production thrower it, you know it, it, it's 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 all about discipline and it's all about learning different shapes on the wheel um, you know back in the day I was throwing you know a good 800 to a thousand pieces a day uh, for people like Habitat or Marks and Spencers or whatever and you know it, it really is a discipline you get into the zone yeah 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 what's it like being in Stoke-on-Trent I know you've been sort of visiting now for a few years can you feel the difference Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I I've been coming here since the early '80s. I'm an old git now, and uh, no, I've been coming here ever since I was a mere clay boy, um, and and I've seen the ups and downs of Stoke. And um, and I said to to Dom, my business partner, uh, way back when we did the first series, um, I said, look, Dom, if if we've got this aspirational vision of 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 moving production to Stoke-on-Trent we need to do it in the next five or ten years time because there's a whole generation of skill set up here that will be lost forever if we don't if we don't try and get back in into production up here and you know um, after the second series um, I had a, a tour by I call it the Royal Tour by the by the uh, by the council and various other bodies to look at potential sites for for moving up here and the one thing that struck me obviously one that the, the amazing sites but the, the other thing that really struck me was that just bubbling underneath the surface there is an incredible amount of creativity up here and, it, uh, and an incredible amount of entrepreneurial uh, spirit going on and, it, and it's fantastic and I think what's what's happening now because of the bid of the city of the culture which I'm, I'm, I'm involved with too uh, and all power to us really um, that's really 
acting as a like a focal point for the whole of Stoke to, to, to really come out of itself and, uh, and, and, and sort of bring it into the 21st century really it's brilliant it's fantastic it's a really really good feel good I call it the Shoreditch of, of, of the North because it really is it's so creative up here and, and all it needs is just a little bit more investment and, 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 and a more awareness of what's going on up here and I, I just think it's, it's fantastic really good I'm certainly feeling there's a lot more hope in the city, or a lot yeah. more self-belief, especially a city that likes to do itself down as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, you know, it, it, uh, that's one of the one of the wonderful things I like about Stoke. It, it, they're very realistic, and they they do like to put themselves down, but. But yeah, you're right. There, there is a real sort of impetus now on on positive thinking and a, and an affirmation about what's so good about Stoke. And um, you know, the only way is up, really. The only way is up. It's brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic speaking to Neil, speaking to Tony, and of course, speaking to Keith. Keith is passionate. You can really hear the passion in his voice and you can see it in his face. What a generous man. He was giving his demonstrations and everybody was wanting to say hello, wanting to have photos. And he had a lot of time for everyone. And you can honestly, honestly tell he does want the best for the city. Well, it's also a big week for the City of Culture bid on Friday the 29th of September. The, uh, the bid is being officially submitted. And then we just have to wait with our fingers crossed for the end of the year and the announcements as to whether we have been successful as a city and surrounding areas to getting the uh, City of Culture 2021. In the meantime, though, stuff will keep on going on. And of course, the podcast will keep going on. And it's up to you now to to let me know what you are getting on with as well. I'd love to hear from you. You know that. It's the uh, best way of getting in touch with me is on social media. If you want to get in touch on Twitter, it is at CQHpod. On Facebook, it is Cultural Quarter of an Hour Podcasts. And of course, the podcast will keep on coming every week on a Wednesday make sure you download you can of course subscribe on iTunes as well uh, if you go onto iTunes just to have a nosy around and uh, also keep an eye out for a special extra on Friday coming into you uh, from uh, from me a little treat <laughs>